Hey besties, happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. So today I want to talk to you about, and I'm going to say it, it's May. We know what happens in May. We know what is looming now. Whether you're doing GCSEs, whether you're doing A-levels, whether you're at uni, it's exam season. It's finally upon us, no matter how much we don't want it to be. And I want to shed a little bit of light on the situation. I've asked you guys on Instagram to give me a few things, a few questions, things that you want to know, things you want to advice on, and we're going to talk about it. But first off, I want to just talk to you guys about something that I've been thinking about recently. So I think it was episode four, so about three, four episodes ago now. I was talking about how I'd made this big lifestyle change this year, how I've been going to the gym a lot more often, uh, eating healthier, and it's not been a quick fix. It's been a lifestyle change. This is here to stay. This is just my life now. Um, if you didn't listen to that episode, feel free to go ahead. That was kind of a spoiler, spoiler alert, but we move. I'm still, you know, keeping it the same way. Nothing's changed in that respect. If anything, things have grown and that's what I want to just quickly talk about because it's just been something I've think, been thinking about these past few days. I've started running, which is something I never thought I'd say. Also, if you can hear the birds in the background, they're so loud. I'm literally just sat in my bedroom at uni, but I don't know if you can hear, they are so loud. So I apologize for that. Well, I don't apologize actually. Have some beautiful nature sounds in the background. Um, anywho, sorry, getting ahead of myself. So yeah, I've started running and I am by no means good at it at all. And I've not stopped going to the gym. I've just kind of built it into my routine. And something I've been thinking of these past few days is how I feel like a kid again. I was such an active kid and I tried everything. You know, when you're a kid and you just seem to be able to go and go and go and then never stop. And then somewhere along the line, as you grow up, those things just kind of stop and you stop doing the things you love so much and you stop not even love so much but you just stop being so active you don't go play out with friends anymore you don't go swimming you don't play football you don't go outside in the playground every two hours for break and stuff like that that kind of stops when adulthood comes along and there's something about being so much more active that I'd kind of completely forgotten about and now that I'm being so much more active, I'm going to the gym two, three times a week. I'm running two, three times a week. I feel like a kid again. And I've got this like huge burst of energy, this huge, I don't know, my brain feels better in a way. Like my mental health is so, so much better because it brings this element of clarity and this element of release, I think. I've really been enjoying the gym, always enjoyed lifting weights, but I've always hated running. And I use the Nike Run Club app, just their little beginner course, and doing some easy runs and actually taking it easy and not being ashamed of going slow and just enjoying and being able to breathe. I feel just so much better for it. I feel free in a way. I feel like I can breathe and I actually finish a run looking forward to the next one, which is something I never thought in a million years, I would be saying. Uh, but here we are. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. I feel like a kid again and I'd missed that level of activity and fun and release and 
just if anyone is in a rut or struggling with mental health or just struggling in general with anything get outside no matter how stupid you feel or slow you are just go and run and just take it easy be able to breathe be able to you know if you were with a friend be able to talk to them that's how easy it should be even if it's even if you could walk faster than you are running just go and give it a go because honestly i can see this becoming a thing am i going to become a gym and run girly we shall see i was motivated by all the tiktok runners and the marathon the london marathon was like last weekend and it's just everything on my social media is littered by running and i gave it a go and i'm really enjoying it and i don't know what's different this time i think it's just because i've just completely gotten rid of all the pressure and i'm just doing it because i want to and i want to get outside and i want to watch the sunset and i want to you know be able to i want to you know feel healthy i feel like i love lifting weights and i love feeling strong but there's something that can't be beaten about feeling fit and like not out of breath and having a like you can tell that your your cardiovascular health is very good you know so yeah i'm not saying that i'm very good right now it's not great we're working on it we're slow but that doesn't matter i'm not here about times i'm just here about fun and good vibes okay but that's all i wanted to say on that just some thoughts i've been having let's get in to the main part of the podcast so i asked you guys like i said some questions on instagram because i am well aware that it is now exam season trust me i have exams two weeks today i do not feel prepared at all at all but we move the sooner it comes the sooner it's done but yeah let's get into it i want to try and be your agony aunt for any advice or problems any tips you might need anything that i've been through that can help you out so if you are very interested or just even a little bit interested i don't know why i always add little words onto things i apologize but if you are interested in this please feel free to carry on listening so first and foremost as always thank you so so much to anyone who replied to the story sorry had a little brain fart there um yeah if you just took a second out of your day to ask anything for any advice anything at all i really really appreciate it um let's get into it the first question i had was how to get into a less anxious mindset i feel you girl i feel your pain there is something about exams that will always be nerve-wracking and i find that the best way for me personally that I have learnt to view exams over time is that it's just a test of my knowledge. And to some people that might not bring them any relief whatsoever, but to me, it's an opportunity for me to go in there and see what I can do, see what I am capable of and to test just how good I am. And I think when you flip it on the head like that, instead of thinking, oh, I can't do this, I'm going to be so bad you know, what What if this happens, it's not for me, like I'm rubbish at this, I'm never going to succeed. If you think that way, then yeah, you're never going to succeed because you're already stopping yourself at that barrier before you've even got into the room. And for me personally, my easiest thing to do was to just be like, okay, I see this challenge, 
and I accept it and I'm going to try my damn hardest to get there and if you have put in all the effort if you've revised as hard as you can if you know before you walk into that example that you have done the best that you possibly could then why do you have any reason to doubt yourself or to be anxious because I think that is where the anxiety comes from it comes from doubt it comes from not knowing it comes from the fear of the unknown and if you have done nothing but your best then just go for it just give it your best shot what have you got to lose and I think actually a lot of the time maybe even like 80% of the time I think if you looked at people I don't know where I'm spitting straight statistics from because I have no idea I've got nothing to back that up but if you look at people who don't succeed well in exams even if they've done all the work fair enough there's people that you know don't do the work they know they haven't done their best they know they haven't tried their best before they've even got into the hall and they've got that anxiety rightly so honestly it's that little quote being like plan fail to prepare then prepare to fail you know it's it is what it is if you don't prepare then that is just going to be it but if you are one of these people that have revised every day you have done your nine to five you know then you've put in the grind then you deserve to do well so go into that exam and think of it as a test of your abilities think of it as a chance to show whoever the hell's marking it how good you are and how much you know your stuff And if you come across something that you don't know or you don't know as well as you wish you did or you know you're covered but you don't quite remember it as much as you would have wanted to, then it is what it is. You know, it's one of those things that it's like, well, that is what exams are there for. And fair enough, you know, it's so annoying when you get to a question and you're like, damn, I knew that covered that yesterday I can't remember this bit and this bit it's annoying and in a way it's probably not representative of the actual knowledge that you have and that's why exams are so flawed but just take it at face value take it as well I didn't know that bit that's fine you know I did know this bit that yeah that kind of thing and you know I say about putting in the grind and if you know that you've done everything you possibly can remember that there is a line you know for so long there was no boundary there I would just work and work and work and work until I was physically ill and it's so important to remember that your mental health and your sleep and your health in general is so much more important and you need to learn to prioritize that you need to learn to look after yourself because if you don't look after yourself God forbid it gets to exam day, you wake up and you feel like crap. You feel poorly, you're throwing up, you're, you've got a cold, all because you haven't looked after yourself. And so I think making sure that you are the priority and that revision comes next is so important, so, so important. And I also think that, you know, getting your sleep, eating meals, eating well, and all you know exercising all of that contributes to the anxiousness on on the exam day um i don't need to you know you all know that those things are good for you you all know that they're good for your brain they're good for your heart they're just good for you and so i truly believe that if you are building these positive things into your life you're just going to be less anxious as a whole and also remember that 
anxiety and anxiousness for exams is normal you know as long as you control it and it's not out of control that it makes you perform bad or perform not as good as you could have done um i think it's important you know to feel the anxiousness feel the fear and do it anyways that lovely little quote wow i feel like gandhi i'm spitting all these straight facts but um it is the truth you know you you need to in a way i kind of like that anxiousness i kind of like that that fear before an exam because it's like okay i see you i feel you one it means you care enough to feel that way and two it's your body's fight or flight mechanism and you need to learn to channel that fear into fight and not flight because if you get your head in the game and it's five minutes before the exam and you're feeling that horrible feeling in your tummy that that's like oh what if what if what if and all these different thoughts are just shooting around in your brain and you're like oh god here we go again learn to fight learn to feel that and be like you know what yeah i'm ready for this i've tried my best i've done everything i needed to do up to this point i've looked after myself I've slept well last night I slept well all the other nights i'm ready see it as like you know you're about to fight in a boxing ring with bloody tommy fury right that exam is going to be your bitch. You're going to beat it. Let's say that. So yes, that is how I've learned over time to view exams. And that's not saying that there's some exams that I am more anxious for than others. For example, OSCEs. I hate OSCEs because you have to act. If anyone that's not doing a healthcare degree doesn't know what an OSCE is, essentially you just act like the job that you're going to perform in the future with a patient. And it's terrifying because it's just you and it's just horrible and you're recorded and everything is just not nice but again feel the fear and do it anyways it's horrible but is it going to make you better in the long run is it going to test your knowledge is it going to test your abilities yes and let's think about it i know this is probably silly and it's inconvenient to say the least but what is the worst that's going to happen realistically it's not gonna but what is the absolute worst say something goes drastically wrong in the exam what's the worst that's gonna happen you'll fail okay you'll get to reset you'll you know or you won't get the grade that you wanted okay life goes on and i know that's awful to say and i know that for a lot of people that's probably gonna be like (laughs) short for you but it is true it honestly is true and i wish that i saw it that way sooner I wish that I learned that it's not such a big deal. And I know that's silly because you pour your life and soul into it and you try your hardest. Like, I still revise as much as I possibly can. I still put in the work. I still put in the effort. I don't think, oh, well, it's just a piece of paper. I'm not going to try my best. I still try my best. But at the end of the day, once that exam is sat, once you've walked out of that hall, that's it. You've tried your best. You've done it. Now it's in the hands of the examiners the markers so chill out take a chill pill and just get on with your life until results day comes around then you can feel all the anxiousness you like but until then don't think about it i hope that helped okay (laughs) next question um someone else has asked how do you organize your time during such a busy period now this is a great question because I feel like everyone has different methods so 
when I tell you this, don't take it as Bible. Don't take it as, you know, this is how you should revise. This is just how I revise. So far, I've had a pretty, you know, I'm not a 100% kind of gal. I don't get ridiculously good grades, but I do well. I'm happy with, you know, what grades I get. Um, so if you hear anything in this advice that you think, I'm going to take that on board, go for it. But if it doesn't work for you, don't blame me. <laughs> okay. Do not come into my DMs and blame me because everyone is different. And just because it works for me doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for you. But I am, I guess currently I can give you the best advice surrounding university. Um, I'll briefly just touch on what I did at like GCSE and A-level. GCSEs, I made big mind maps for everything. I made massive posters and I stuck them on my wardrobes. I have like slidey wardrobes at home and I got my mum to ask me everything that was on those posters and I would just recall it over and over and over again until the exam. Thinking back now, my brain must have been huge. The amount of subjects that we do at GCSE compared to what I do now... I don't know how I did it. I really don't. I really, really do not. But clearly that method worked. So GCSEs, I don't think I got lower than than a seven, which is an A, I believe, in old money. I don't really understand it still to this day. No one's asked me since doing my GCSEs what I got. So, but yeah, it clearly worked because I did quite well on my GCSEs. I ain't gonna lie. And then A-levels, I didn't actually sit the exams because of COVID and everything. I was that year group that got to go to uni without sitting their exams. For that one, I mean, I hadn't, had I started revising? It was March. So I must have started revising. Um, But I don't particularly remember it. It's a bit of a blur that time of life, let's be honest. I think everyone feels the same. No past paper questions I found really helped at A-level. Physics and maths tutor was was my guy. I loved that place because, you know, you can do so many past paper questions over and over again and it makes you test the knowledge. You're not just learning and recalling, you're also testing yourself and that's exactly what the exam's going to do. So at A-level, that was something that really, really helped me out. And if, you know, you're not doing a science-y subject or maths, then I highly recommend reaching out to people that you know do the subjects that you do and seeing if there's any like little banks of past paper questions that they have or that they use that are online that you can get um yeah that's a really really helpful tool i'm kind of giving revision study tips i've just realized the question is actually how do i organize my time um so i'm going to talk about uni and what i do to organize my time so i have an ipad i am an ipad kid and i'm not ashamed to say it (laughs) but um what i do in the weeks running up to exams is there's this template on good notes and it's kind of like um a monday to sunday weekly planner and what I do is I split everything up. I split all of my topics up. So I have how many? I've got three modules technically for these exams. Each exam's two and a half hours. They're on different days. And what I'll do is everything that's on that exam, I will get all the topics one by one, and I will filter them into that Good Notes revision template timetable I guess I guess I am setting myself a timetable but there's no specific times it's not like from 9 till 10 a.m I'm gonna do this from 10 till 11 I'm gonna do this it's just today you need to get this topic this topic and this topic done because I found that when I was giving myself time limits for things I was getting stressed when I wasn't you know completing it within that time limit and then it would just spiral into a whole thing and I'd get even more stressed and then I'd end up 
not being as productive as I could have been in that day. And every topic, you know, takes, some take more time and some take less. And so I don't get hung up on that anymore. I just try my best, although very unsuccessfully at the minute. I'm about five topics behind on one of my modules, but we move. Um, Yeah, I try and get all of those things done in a day. But also I think when I say that it's very important because like I've done is to try and accurately estimate how long it's going to take you um which is kind of contradictory I guess if I'm saying don't put a time slot but just having a rough idea I think of okay that I remember that lecture being a real big chunk so I'm gonna set aside I'm not gonna give myself four topics to do that day I'm gonna give myself only three because I know that that's gonna probably take quite a bit of time or oh that was a really quick easy lecture it was like five powerpoint slides as if that would ever happen but i'm gonna you know slot in an extra topic that day because i know i'll be able to do it that kind of thing um so yeah that's what i do and then i have the satisfaction of crossing it off on my ipad when i've done it and when i say when i've done it i mean i am currently i'm doing it a little bit different this time i haven't done this since gcse i'm making mind maps again and it's because I so over January before my January exams I did like Cornell revision notes kind of thing so we have learning objectives for every lecture I would put those in the left hand side uh no I wouldn't that's a lie I'd put the learning objective at the top and then underneath I would put notes and then on the left hand side I'd put questions to those notes um, and I would answer everything that was applicable applicable to that learning objective crikey that was a tongue twister um everything that was applicable to that learning objective i would write underneath with the questions and then i would do a little page summary at the bottom and i would cover up the main body of text and i would just ask myself the questions that were on the left and i found it to be a very helpful technique i retained a lot of that information uh i performed quite well in the exam so i was happy with that i was happy with that outcome I'm a bit stretched for time this time. So I had about, I'd say like six weeks to revise for the January exams. This time, give or take, I did start last week. I've got about two or three weeks. And I could have started earlier. I could. But the priority was getting other things done before that. And if I'm honest, it's probably the latest I've ever left revision in my life. But I'm not stressed about it. I've made my timetable, it all fits in nicely. So it is what it is. So yeah, just making sure you're really planning your time effectively and being realistic about the amount of time it's going to take you to do those things. I do my little A3, I do it on an A3 poster in a big book notebook. So if I lose that notebook, I am screwed. Or if I spill anything on it, also screwed, which is quite funny because I spend most of my time revising in a Starbucks. But yeah, it's probably not the most safest of ways of revising but because I'm a bit pushed for time and I know that I can get it done pretty quickly while still retaining the knowledge because I have I'm the type of person I have to put pen to paper I can't you know I enjoy doing Anki but I find Anki is really good for memory recall and not like understanding topics and same with Quizlet if I really want to understand something, I need to write it down and draw lines to other things and bring in new concepts from other lectures when I when I recap and stuff like that. So doing these A3 posters really helps. And I use lots of pretty highlighters and colours. I've actually made friends with the manager at the local Starbucks. 
which is a bit embarrassing. But she saw me doing my posters and it was a green one and she loves the colour green. Um, and we had a really nice chat about life <laughs> and about her working in Starbucks and how rewarding it is. And it was so nice. And I ended up giving her my green pen. And now we're besties. Now I go in regularly and she says hello and we have nice chats. I'm also a gold member on Starbucks, guys. Kind of embarrassing. And I would like to add that I did not spend, I think it's like £150 that you have to spend within a year at Starbucks to be able to become a gold member. I didn't spend that myself. I probably spent a large proportion, but my friends were also scanning on my app, which I do not know if that is allowed. So keep that between you and me, please. But yeah, I'm a gold member on Starbucks. So I get like free different milks and syrups. It's great fun. Anywho, highly recommend the Starbucks app, by the way. It makes it a lot cheaper. But where was I? Yes. Revision. I would say that's probably it in terms of organising my time. Just to maybe go into another realm is that I quite strictly tell myself when is en when enough is enough. Because I know that I could probably sit until 9, 10 o'clock at night making revision posters. But do I need to? No. And that's why the Good Notes revision planner comes in well because I know that my topics are going to get done if I just stick to what's on there which I am a bit behind but we're not going to talk about that okay we're just ignoring that I will find a way to catch up um and also maybe planning some days so I like to do it well in advance enough so that I have a few days before the exam free where I can do any sample papers that they've given us or I can go over things um iron anything out anything that i didn't really understand when i was revising or would like to go over a bit one more time um just so i can have a few days and then also those few days can be used for catch-up if you've not quite stuck to the plan how you would have wanted to through no fault of your own sometimes sometimes you know life gets in the way but back to what i was saying i got a bit sidetracked there another realm is knowing when enough is enough knowing when to shut the laptop knowing when to stop making any more posters revision cards anything that you do um and enjoying life don't forget you know i know it's a bit morbid to think this way and if you think about this way all the time then it's probably quite damaging but sometimes it's good to consider the fact that tomorrow is not promised and i like to do at least one thing a day where if i didn't wake up tomorrow and i know that's so morbid but it's the truth if i woke up or didn't wake up tomorrow morning but if i knew that this was my last day on earth would i be happy with the way i've spent it so today that's example i woke up forgot it was a bank holiday so tried to go into uni realized a lot of buildings were shut and the buildings that were open were absolutely packed because all the students were there because of all the other buildings were shut and everyone was in the same boat so i went to the starbucks where the lovely people work and i did three topics heavy topics as well and uh, i was supposed to do four but i only got three done today i went to the gym at about four o'clock and i did a great workout for an hour and a half i really enjoyed it i enjoyed every second of it actually and i felt really really good and proud of myself afterwards i then met up with a friend in town and we went and had a hot well i actually had an iced chocolate and we had some laughs and it was fun and then i got the bus home and i had a really nice nourishing meal it's not the most exciting day in the world fair enough that's what exam season is going to be like but did i have fun did i enjoy it yes i absolutely did so yes exam season is not going to be the most thrilling fun 
time of your life you are going to have to make some sacrifices but don't forget that you are alive that you have things that bring you joy that you know you just you want to do don't cast aside a lot of things just because it's exam season i was so guilty of that in previous years where i'd stop going to the gym i'd stop looking after myself i wouldn't make myself lovely meals because i was too busy revising screw that honestly screw that because not only does it make me miserable and it makes me even more stressed and more anxious like i was talking about before for the actual exam it also just doesn't like it doesn't fulfill me it doesn't make i like to go to bed feeling full not just, you know, my belly, but my heart. <laughs> and that might be cheesy to say, but I like to go to bed feeling like, yeah, today was a good day. And not every day is going to be like that. Fair enough. Some days are going to be really stressful. Some some days are going to be really sad. Some days are just going to not going to be your day. That's fair enough. But most days you can't just put life aside because it's exam season, because you're sitting exams. Because I actually think you'll find that if you completely change your lifestyle just for the sake of some exams, your body's going to be like, whoa, what is going on? I'm not used to this. I don't like this. I want to go back to the to the happy phrase that I was before. Can we do that, please? And it's just, it's going to be a spiral and it's not going to be fun. So I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that when it comes to managing your time and your priorities during exam season, to not sacrifice too much and to not sacrifice yourself and your happiness and your sanity and your sleep and your health and just all of the above because it's not worth it. And actually, I think you'll find that when you do prioritize you and still work hard because you can do both I promise you can work nine to five and still you know have fun outside of those hours when you prioritize that you'll perform better in the exams than you think you don't have to I don't know where along the line because I've definitely had it my entire life but somewhere along the line people were you know they were telling me that I had to sacrifice stuff when it came to exam season and give up the things I loved and you know only focus on the exams and not focus on looking after myself and just being good a good human and hanging out with friends and having fun that doesn't have to stop just because it's exam season so please don't let it fair enough don't go too hard you know some you do have to cut back a little bit but it doesn't have to be a massive restriction nothing noticeable in your life do you know what I mean I hope I've done that justice and I hope that answers your question as well. I apologize if I went on a tangent. Another question from the same person. Thank you very much, Tia. What's one lesson you've learned related to exams and revision that you would want to pass on? This one's a really good one. I'm just going to say this about every, every single one of them because I just appreciate people asking, to be honest. Um, but one lesson that I've learned, I guess a lot of these things that I have been saying have been lessons that I've learned but if I had to choose one, maybe one that I haven't spoken about, aside from, you know, all of the stuff I've been preaching already about looking after yourself and, you know, trying to be less anxious, all that. If I had to choose one thing, probably a little bit obvious, maybe a bit boring, but it's to not switch it up last minute. Go with what you know. Do a, Choose a revision method that you know works for you. And if you, I mean... Some may say I'm in third year and I still don't know how to properly revise. But <laughs> what I will say is if you have done something in the past and you've not performed well, try something different. If you have done something in the past and you've done it regularly and you know it is a tried method, don't switch up from that. I don't know why for the past three years I have been 
you know, doing Anki flashcards and Quizlets and stuff because as much as, you know, my exam results were fine with those, that I know that's not what works for me. I know, I've, luckily enough, I found my revision method, I think, in GCSEs because I enjoyed doing the mind maps. I think the reason why I probably steered away from that is because I thought that the content was too heavy to fit on A3 mind maps, but so far I'm doing a pretty good job of it. But yeah, I would highly recommend not switching it up last minute for your exams, going with a method that you know works. Um, and if you know that everything you've tried in the past, everything I'm saying, because if there's something that's worked, stick with that. But if there's nothing you've tried has worked, then you should look at maybe trying something else. Um, but maybe it's not the revision method. Maybe there's something else that's not quite working. You know, even if it's lifestyle, anything that you need to think about readjusting. Um, a bit of a boring one, probably. I apologize for that, but definitely, um, definitely take that on board. Another thing, and I know you've asked for one lesson, but surprise, Fraz can never stop talking. Getting a good night's sleep. I know, I know people have preached it to you. I know you know this already, but the power in a good night's sleep before an exam is unmatched. Before one of my last exams, I went to bed at half past 10 and woke up at half past seven. How many hours is that? Nine hours. Sorry, I had to count my fingers there. It's not very good, is it? Nine hours of sleep before my exam. Incredible. Incredible. But yeah, never, ever, ever, ever underestimate the power of a good sleep, especially before an exam. And again, all of this comes from being less anxious, prioritizing yourself. You know, I think it's very important to get moving and get exercising during exam season because if you just sat around all day at a desk you don't feel tired when it's actually time to ready to, like to go to bed because you've not really exerted yourself in any way apart from your brain so you know kind of tiring your body out a little bit by getting a bit of movement in is very beneficial right now I did like I said that sweaty hard gym sesh uh, I did a seven minute run with the night run club app afterwards and now my muscles feel so chillaxed i feel so ready for bed i feel zen some may say <laughs> but i do i just feel like huh you know when you feel like huh if you don't know what that feels like i highly recommend getting some movement into your life so that you can feel i've had a shower you feel nice and relaxed and clean before your bed nothing better nothing better okay next question and this one, <laughs> this one is something I've absolutely been through, much to my own dismay. So they've asked how to deal with feeling unprepared, partially due to the lack of support from teachers. <sighs> so let's just preface this by saying sometimes your school, college, uni don't fit up to your expectations and that is life sometimes life's not fair sometimes you have a cover teacher for the entirety of two years because you have a pregnant science teacher that just won't stop popping babies out sometimes you know you've got a teacher that's a bit subpar and doesn't explain things the way that you understand things it doesn't mean they're not a good teacher it just means that maybe you know someone else might be really enjoying and really understand and really get how they teach but 
some we're not meant to all just mesh with each other you know that's just the way of life but in terms of feeling pretty unsupported by teachers if you let them know that their teaching style is not working and then they still don't act on that i can understand i can understand the frustration completely believe it or not whilst i'm not like this now i used to be quite a vocal child quite a brave child and if I ever had a teacher at GCSE that I did not agree with or was not teaching me anything, I would make sure to tell them. Probably, looking back, not in the most professional or nice way, but we will be, we will let little Fraz off. If I could go back now, I would definitely be less boisterous and mean to poor teachers. But it is frustrating. Frustrating? Frustrating. Bloody hell. It's frustrating when teachers don't uh step up to the mark let's say because at the end of the day it's a big deal you know this is the biggest thing that's happening in your life at that moment in time so you want to perform well you want to do great and if you don't feel supported then it's frustrating i think i had to essentially teach myself the whole of gcse biology in the end and so whilst frustrating if we flip it on its head a little bit it was incredibly it felt so good opening those results and seeing that I got a seven, I think it was, or an A, and knowing that no one helped me for that. That was me. That was completely me. Only I got that grade and no one else helped me to get there. That was a pretty good feeling. It shouldn't have to be that way. But knowing that did give me a sense of gratitude that I wasn't, I didn't really think about until it happened. Um, so that's one way to think about it. You know, I know it's a difficult feeling, but knowing that if you put the work in and you really give it your best shot that that grade at the end of the day is going to be all down to you no one else no one else helped you get there that was all your work and it shouldn't have to be that way I completely agree it should not have to be that way but sometimes life's just a bit shit I hate to say it but it is and it's so annoying because yeah you know not everyone is going to be the best at everything so um but I guess that doesn't really answer your question because you said how to deal with feeling underprepared. Um, I think the best thing you can do is reach out to people you know who can give you support. So if there is another teacher that you really get on with, uh, even if they're not in the same area of what it is you're being taught, if it's like the maths that someone's teaching you really awfully and you get on really well with your English teacher, just having a conversation with them. And sometimes that can be the best option because they know people, they know who they can get in touch with. They, It's quite an adult thing, I think, to be able to approach a teacher or lecturer and say, look, that's not the one that, you know, is not giving you the support, but be like, look, I'm really struggling with something and I don't mean this in a horrible way, but I'm not feeling very supported by this teacher. I'm not understanding it. They're not, I've tried talking to them. They're not helping. And then from there, if that person who you trust and have a good relationship with is any good, they will hopefully reach out and help you in any way they can. Um, I think that's very important. And they can, you know, reach out with other colleagues that they're quite close with that maybe you're not that close with teacher-wise um, that, that are in that department that can, you know, offer some support or some advice. 
Um, another thing I think is great that I definitely did um, at school was going to like revision sessions that other teachers were putting on. Um, that really helped because if my teacher wasn't giving me a wasn't giving me enough and I wasn't understanding it, then I could go somewhere else. And if it was someone that I knew I did understand, hooray, there you go. I think it's unfortunate because it shouldn't have to be that way, but it's just about taking initiative for your own learning and seeking alternative ways of finding these things out. Um, even, and I hate to say it, even if it means YouTube videos and you know, revision books that are published online, which is so frustrating. And I know it is because at the end of the day, you have to sit in that lesson for an hour or two or however long it is and listen to something that you're just not understanding when you could be using that time to do a lot more um, reasonable things. But I think just try and take what you can from the support or with no support whatsoever, then I'm very sorry to hear it, but try and take what you can from what you're getting and then go out there and do your and do even more. And I know it's annoying because you have to do more work than than is probably maybe even needed sometimes. Um, but if you are not getting that support from that teacher, then go somewhere else and find it. Even if it's, you know, someone in the area, say that you're doing an apprenticeship and you have teachers that aren't supporting you, but you work with people that have done it before. I think that's a very, very good way of reaching out for support. Um, if they've done it before, perhaps they can point you in the right direction or share notes from when they were doing it um, or teach you it if they understand something really well. I think just trying your best to reach out for alternate resources, alternative resources would make you feel more prepared and another thing you're always more prepared than you think you are I know it's you know people take that with a pinch of salt but actually I really do mean that I think everyone goes into an exam or coursework or anything thinking oh god I'm not prepared for this I don't know what's going to happen but you don't know until you're in that situation you don't know until you try so just give it your best shot when it happens I think everyone I think it's human nature to probably think of yourself lesser than you actually are and underestimate yourself when actually you're probably a lot more prepared than you think you are so just take a deep breath reach out to the people that you can trust and that you know can support you hopefully give you some advice and some tips or any support that you need and go from there i hope that helps onwards we've got two more questions i realized that this is actually taking a lot longer than i thought it would i thought this was going to be a quick one today but clearly i've got a lot to say on the topic the next one is how to deal with procrastination now i have a weird relationship with procrastination to say the least i think i do have a natural intrinsic determination to just get on with it uh, I think it's probably also probably a bit of an anxious mechanism in the fact that I get on with it now because otherwise if I don't, I don't know what, when I will <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but then also, you know, those days where nothing seems to be going right, where you're tired, where you've had enough, where you're fed up, where 
you're lacking motivation, all of those things that are obviously going to lead to a bit of procrastination. Now, I think during exam season, especially, but I do this all year round, I set time limits on all my social media apps because I know, I know if I'm procrastinating, if I'm not motivated, the first thing I'm going to do is going to sit on my phone and look at social media because it's more interesting. (laughs) And that is unfortunate. And I am well aware that it's a very bad thing in today's world to be doing that. But sometimes that is just what happens. So if you set yourself a time limit and quite strict ones, don't be ridiculous and set yourself an hour time limit for an app. Set yourself 20 minutes, 10 minutes. So you watch it on an evening and then that is your time. Get off your phone otherwise. Do you know what I mean? Another thing that I think would probably help is because I do think procrastination stems from a lack of inspiration, a lack of motivation is, and it's a lot easier said than done, to find that motivation and that inspiration again. I, (laughs) this is really silly, but I'm going to admit it. I sit in the Starbucks at the local hospital and a lot of healthcare workers come in each and every day in their scrubs, anything, and I'm doing a healthcare course. And there's just something about it. Being in the environment where with other people that are going to look the way that I do or talk the way they do or have a similar lifestyle, just being in that environment helps me envision the future. And I think perhaps that's where you find that motivation by by envisioning, 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 by envisioning the future of what that could be for you if you just crack on with it now. And like I say, it's easier said than done. Sometimes, you know, you wake up and you're like, you know what, I couldn't be less asked about what a future is. I don't want to do this today. And that's fair enough. Those days, you've just got to take a little bit slower and try and stay on track as much as you possibly can. On those days, I like to I don't like to, but I will fear the alternative if I don't get it done that day because I like to plan everything on my little tracker and if I'm well behind, then I'm screwed. I will not get it done in time. There is no no amount of hours in the day that I will fit in to make it done in time. So I kind of just fear the alternative (laughs) if it's really a a stressful situation. Um, That if I don't get it done, what happens next? Sometimes, you know, that is the kick up the bum you need. I think also being around productive and supportive friends probably really helps. Um, Because if they're doing it, they're not socialising with you, so you should be doing it. You know what I mean? Um, And it is good to have people that inspire you and surround yourself with people that make you feel good, make you want to work hard, do hard, and all that kind of jazz. And I definitely think it helps being in a relationship because when I think about my future, it's not just my future, it's our future. And I want to work hard so that we can have nice things and we can do good things and we can make nice memories and have a nice house and all that thing, all those things. And when I need motivation, that's what I think about. I think about that. I think about us never having to worry about money, never having to, unless I never, I don't know what the future holds, but in my little brain, in my little imagining the future, I envision, sorry, I keep clicking my bottle in the background. I'm just me being a fidgety person. I'll try and stop. Um, But yeah, I envision 
I have a quote actually on my screensaver on my laptop and it's envision yourself as the highest form of you and show up as her every day or something along those lines. And I think that's a really good thing when, when the procrastination kicks in, the lack of motivation, the lack of inspiration, I think, okay, who do I want to be? What does that look like? If I sit here and procrastinate and not do that work, is that going to make me any further to that person? If the answer's no, crack on, get on with it and get your head down. And if you need to play that when you, uh, you know, find yourself procrastinating, make a note of this time segment and just play it next, next time. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a little inspirational thing now. So get ready for it. For the next time you're procrastinating or you feel demotivated, play this. Imagine yourself as the highest form of you, the best form of you, the person that you want to be, and then show up as them every single day. And if the thing that you are doing right this second does not contribute to that, then I want you to stop doing that thing. And I want you to start doing what's going to help you get towards that goal. So crack on, get your head down. I hope that was inspiring. Crikey, that felt a bit intimate. I was getting all serious there. Sorry, guys. What's going on? Anywho, I hope that answers that question. I hope that helps. Next, the the final question. And probably kind of answered a lot in the last one is how to, how do you motivate yourself to keep going when it gets tough? So a lot of the things I've just said, to be honest, I think motivation comes from remembering why you started and for me why I started was because I was passionate about the thing that I'm doing it might not feel like it now it might be sucking the goddamn life out of me but I was passionate about it at one point and I wanted to help people and I wanted this in the future and I want to wake up in the future every morning and know that I'm going out there and helping people I want to do something that is going to be beneficial to the world around me. I want to wake up with a purpose every single day, knowing that I, fair enough, I'm earning money, but unfortunately that is just not enough for me. In any job I've ever had in life, just earning money is never going to be enough. I need to be able to help people. I need to be able to make an impact. Probably why I do this podcast, but I know that when I need motivation, the thing that's going to motivate me is her. The girl that wanted to do this in the first place and the girl she's going to be when it gets done. I think that's the best way to put it because as hard as it might be right now and, you know, I get you, girl. It is hard at times. You know, you can't you can't dwell on the fact too much that perhaps the stuff you're doing right now is not directly applicable to what you're going to be doing in your future job, but it's a stepping stone it's a means to an end. It needs to happen. You need this knowledge in order to get onto that next thing. And so making making yourself aware of the fact that this isn't forever, this is temporary, but it's going to take me that step further towards the thing that I, the person that I want to be so that I can pr- impress past me. I think that's all that matters. I think constantly waking up and striving to be a better person than you were the day before for me that's enough motivation that's all I need when I wake up in the morning knowing that today is another opportunity to be better than I was yesterday why does it sound like I'm gonna cry I'm not I'm just getting really out of breath and thirsty but yeah 
I do think that when those times get tough, imagining how proud younger you would be of yourself if they saw you in this second, not even the person you're going to be, if they saw you in this second, if 16-year-old you looked back at who you were now, who you are now, and saw all the amazing things that you were doing, whether or not you think they're amazing right now, I'm sure they would think that they're amazing. If they saw what you're doing now in your life, and they would think, oh my God, that is everything that we've ever dreamed of. I think sometimes that's motivation enough. Just knowing that how proud younger you, how much effort younger you put in to get to this point, do you want to throw it all away now? Or do you want to keep going and keep fighting for that future that both you now and the past you wanted and still wants? And I think for me personally, that is enough motivation. That is all I need to keep going so that I can so that I can impress past me and so that I can become future me. Because right now, unfortunately, and it really sucks, I'm in the middle of them both. I want to be future me right now. I want that house. I want to be with James. I want to be in a house, in a beautiful house that we've worked hard for. I want to be going to work every day. And I want to be helping people every single day. And I want to go to the gym. I want to go to Starbucks on my weekends. I want to have enough money to have fun that I can spend some money on going online and doing some shopping. I can't do that right now. I'm a student. But that is future me. Right now is miserable. Right now is tough. Right now is not, you know, it's not miserable. There are, <laughs> that probably sounds really deep and really silly. It's not as deep as I'm making it sound. But right now, I know is temporary. But in order for it to be temporary... I need to work my ass off so that I can become future me. And it will take time, but I will get there. And I'm sure that when I get to future me, I'll actually be like, no, 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 I want to be this future me. I'm probably being very naive in the sense of thinking that there is just a future me and it stops there. I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure for the rest of my life, there's going to be a future me. But as long as I keep showing up as her and trying to be her, that's all that matters. And I think that's motivation enough to keep you waking up in the morning and to keep trying your hardest and to keep being the best person that you possibly can be and to keep being better than the person you were the day before, to keep impressing past you. I think that's motivation enough. Wow, we got really deep there. But I honestly think it is the truth. And I hope that that is anyone that's going through it right now, anyone that's really struggling with their motivation, I hope that gives you the strength and the power and the motivation to keep going. Because you should be really proud of yourself. You really should be. You've come this far. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep working towards for future us. I cannot bloody wait to be future Fraz with a full-time job, waking up every morning, feeling passionate about the work she's doing, with a beautiful house, hopefully with a beautiful Doberman. That's the dream anyways. James, if you're listening, you know that we want a dog. James is very anti... No, I'm not going to get into this. I'm not going to get into this. But basically, I want a dog. James doesn't think it's fair if we're both working full time, which is fair enough. But I will take the dog to doggy daycare, you know? Anywho, future me with that Doberman, with the love of my life, paying for a beautiful wedding. Even though, like, those material things aren't what matters, but they are things that I dream of and they are things that you know, I wish for. I want to, I know this sounds so silly, but I just want security. I want money and I want, you know, obviously I want a roof over my head. I want all the basic, beautiful things that come with life. 
but I want to be able to, if I want to, and I'm feeling a bit naughty, have a splash out on ASOS and silly things like that. Because unfortunately, I don't have a job right now. I haven't managed to, I want to want to find one that's relevant to my degree, but I'm struggling. And I am fortunate enough that I can afford to live in Manchester without a job. And I thank, have my parents and student loan to thank for that. But also, I just want to be able to live a little bit, you know, above the, just what the basic needs of life are. And I cannot wait for the day that I can just go out and enjoy life and not have to worry about money and you know I don't know why I'm going on this spiel about money I'm sure I can do a money chat podcast if that's something that anyone would be interested to hear about but I just cannot wait for the day that I have that security and I have that place to call home that's mine that I've worked hard for all of this that I'm doing now when I get that house and I move in with the love of my life and we get to decorate and we get to oh I just can't wait I really cannot wait and so that is what keeps me moving forward that's what motivates me every single day and I hope that whatever form of your future whatever way you view your future you know mine is very maybe very different to yours or it might be the exact same who knows but whatever your view of future you is keep showing up as her or him anyone keep showing up as that person every single day and then one day you you'll you'll turn around you wake up one morning and be like shit i am that person now okay what's next and that's just life that's just how it's going to be but never stop having that hunger and that motivation and that pride in who you are and where you've come from because this shit ain't easy this is not an easy ride and you should be proud of yourself and that's where i'll leave it thank you so much for listening today i really 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 hope that you've got a bit of advice a bit of motivation just all of the above with this podcast today i really enjoyed speaking about this with you and i really hope that you can take something away from this please 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 just message me on instagram at growing pains with fraz if you enjoyed this if there's anything you'd like to share as always i always want to talk to you guys i really appreciate it And so I will sign off. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. Actually, no, I won't. Let me rephrase that. I'm actually going to take a few weeks off now. And I know contradictory because I talked about not stopping the things you love. But in terms of, (sighs) I've got two weeks till exams. So I'm going to take a couple of weeks off, maybe a little bit more whilst I get the last bit of this revision done, the last bit of these exams done. And then you will be hearing from a whole brand spanking ready for summer for us next time I see you and we can have all the summer chats in the world. Maybe I will do a little, a little brief, you know, summer podcast or just a brief. I might be able to chime in depending on the time that I've got in the next few weeks, but I'm not going to promise anything. So I'm not going to say I'll see you next week because it might not be promised, but as always, I will still be on my Instagram. Follow me at Grown Pains with Fraz, and I will see you very soon. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you later. Bye.